1: I want all of you to get up out of your chairs and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell.
2: Welcome to At The Window. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday here on the Fantasy Sports Network. I am Sean Guastamacchia. Thank you for tuning in. Tons to get into. There's a lot going on thanks to Russell Westbrook getting traded from Oklahoma City to Houston Rockets, but uh, today's day started out really great for me because I got a letter, a letter, a nice letter from someone who works here within the building, and just uh, makes you feel good, right? When somebody who I didn't know that that long was a friend would say hi and bye and what have you, nothing really more than that, but the person took the time to actually write a goodbye letter, which pretty cool. Not that many people, uh, I you know, in the building got one, so I feel better about that myself, but. Just goes to show you, just being nice could really have an impact on, just a positive impact on a lot of people. So if you're grumpy, if you're bitter, if you're just a person who looks at the world and uh, <laughs> and thinks every, everyone is against you or what have you, just take a little time and to be nice. It, it goes a long way, you know. You don't have to be a miserable person. You could actually say hello to people, you know. I mean, thinking back, I mean, most of my, uh, when I was younger, it was just, didn't really care about you know people who didn't affect my life, right? So I wouldn't say hi and bye to strangers and make the effort to get to know people that I didn't work with closely. Just was like whatever, you know. It's the, I don't. What do I care about them for? You know what, what have you? But um, I've changed that outlook, and it's it's a, it's I guess it's a positive on my life. Hasn't changed dramatically or whatever like that, but um, it, it is. It does feel good when people actually take time to to you know. I guess show their gratification and and show their their like for you or what have you and so uh it made my day it was it was a nice gesture by the employee she's leaving she's going on she's moving on you may have saw her on the show at one point um, she was on for a segment but uh, we wish her nothing but the best and in, in her future endeavors and, and 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 that but let's get to sports let's get to the big blockbuster trade last night that came down Russell Westbrook traded to Houston for Chris Paul and multiple first round picks. So that brings me to the opening number 8 and that's the odds. Now it's 8 to 1 for the Houston Rockets to win the NBA championship according to FanDuel Sportsbook and most of the sports books out there. Before the trade, if you're wondering, 12 to 1 Houston Rockets. So it's gone up. As for the Thunder, they were 40 to 1 and now they're yeah, 100 to 1 to win the uh, NBA championship. Actually, it's 500 now to 1 uh, for the Thunder after trading Russell Westbrook and they're going to trade Chris Paul. He's not staying there even though he has that enormous contract. Uh unlikely to stay in Oklahoma City where they're rebuilding and they have what they seemingly have like all the first round picks uh, imaginable for the next 6 or 7 years. Think it's 6 6 or 7 over the next 6 or 7 years first round picks. Just remarkable what Sam Presti was able to do in trading away Paul George and now Russell Westbrook and getting a lot back. I mean, getting Chris Paul is not a big prize at this stage of the game. And they're going to turn him into draft picks. You know that. Or they're going to try to uh, when they trade him away. And the Miami Heat are, are rumored as a team to be in the hunt for Chris Paul. Why? I don't know why that. I'll get to that soon, too. Because I, if I'm Miami, no way I'm pulling the trigger on Russell Westbrook. And I'll get to why in just a second. But let's finish up. Russell Westbrook going to Houston. What does this do? Does, it, does this make them uh, contenders now with the L.A. Clippers, with the L.A. Lakers, with the the rest of the, the Milwaukee Bucks um, in the NBA FanDuel Sportsbook? Uh, they have the odds updated. Clippers now are plus 320. Lakers plus 480. Milwaukee Bucks plus 550. And there you have the Houston Rockets tied with the Philadelphia 76ers, 8-1 plus 800. For those wondering, the Golden State Warriors plus 1,500, the Jazz plus 1,600, and so on and so forth. But right there, tied for fourth, the Houston Rockets, how good are they now with Russell Westbrook? We all know Mike D'Antoni's system. They love to chuck it. They love to shoot the three. And Chris Paul, for even with his regression last season, still a, a decent three-point shooter at, at 35%, 36%. Westbrook's 29%. He's a lousy three-point shooter. Never known for his shooting. He goes to the rim, puts puts his head down, gets to the line, gets fouled, or he he creates a, an opportunity with, with getting uh, close to the basket. Not a guy who's going to shoot threes effectively. How does it work with James Harden? Harden loves to dominate the ball. He closes out games too down the stretch. It's another thing: How is Russell going to play? We know through his history. Uh, makes questionable decisions in the fourth quarter in close games when he has the ball. Um, How is he going to play off James Harden? That's something that we have to look forward to. And we will have to, those questions are going to be out there until they're answered when they play together uh, this season. But how much better are the Houston Rockets now with Russell Westbrook, as opposed to Chris Paul, they're significantly better. And, Chris Paul regressed last year. He's 34 years old. He's going to regress even more. Westbrook, for all of his warts and for all of uh, the his attitude and what have you, he's still all right, uh, an effective player, and he could draw double teams and think about Eric Gordon camping out at the three-point line with James Harden. It's going to create a lane for Russell Westbrook to have opportunities to drive to the rim. So it could work. It really could work. And he's a better defender. Uh, as well. It's a good uh, plus defender uh, as well. So it could work. And the Western Conference is just not as deep as it once was. There's no these super teams anymore. The Golden State Warriors are broken up. Uh, most of the teams just have two superstars. They Kawhi and Paul George in, in, for the Clippers. Anthony Davis and LeBron James for the Lakers. Right, The Jazz have a more well-rounded team. They don't have any real superstars other than Donovan Mitchell. Um, the Warriors still have Steph and Clay and Draymond. They still have... Uh, a solid nucleus when, when Clay Thompson comes back. But the West is more wide open than it's ever been. And so they're right in the mix now, Russell Westbrook and James Harden. So I like what they're doing. Are they as good as they were two years ago when they had Chris Paul his first year uh, from the trade when he was 32 years old and playing at a high level and Trevor Ariza? No, they're not. But they don't have to be because the Warriors aren't as good either. So I like the trade. They had to, I think they had to do something to, to break up uh, Chris Paul and, and James Harden they didn't, apparently didn't like each other. Now, they deny it. Those are, they're coming out. They're denying that was the reason why the trade uh, happened, uh, Chris Paul going to Oklahoma City, getting rid of him. But I think it has something to do with it. Uh, Chris Paul's hard to play with. He's known for that. He's demanding. And so now the Houston Rockets opening number eight, eight to one favorites to win the NBA championship. Get into Miami Heat. Rumored to be in the mix for Chris Paul. Chris Paul, Sam Presti, uh, and his agent. They're meeting. They're talking. And if Chris Paul uh, wants to go to contender, he will make that happen. That is next when Chris Ventra, the closer, joins me here on At The Window on the Fantasy Sports Network.
4: I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. my weight 265
1: and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. To andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Andro400.com.
4: What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates?
2: Back here on At The Window on the Fantasy Sports Network. What's going on? I'm Sean Gwalsamak. You're joined now by The Closer for his usual segment.
0: Yes, what is up? It is your boy, The Closer, Chris Ventra. Let's talk nonsense.
2: No, let's do it. But what do you think of my new graphics? Uh, a new show? Uh, I like I guess, it a lot. Yeah, I love graphics. Keep changing them up. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so I don't <laughs> know if this one's going to stick, but yeah. I like I you like it better?
0: I like the last one, but it's for a different show. Yeah. This works. All right. At The Window. You I, like I like that. I like that.
2: I like about the last that. one, too, though. Yeah. Yeah, but this one's a little bit more, I guess, less dark. Fits, Yeah, it fits yeah. the tone. You know All what right. I'm saying? Um, so if you're wondering uh, out there, uh, yeah, it's a little bit uh, different. Different look today, but uh, we love it. So yeah. uh, talking NFL, I wanted to get your thoughts. You, you do a lot of fantasy talk on your show, Fantasy Football Frenzy. Yep. 1 ju- p.m. Eastern? I Easter? just joined
0: a, a draft, actually.
2: Uh, what, what, where are you at? Uh, you start no, yet?
0: I, I didn't saw you. Yeah. All right, you take
2: where are you taking Chris Herndon? That's what I like to know. Suspended first four games of the season. This just came down. New York Jets tight end, one of the breakout stars, or at least that's what people are talking him up to be this mm-hmm. upcoming season for fantasy. Now he's going to miss the first four seasons, for violating the league substance abuse policy. What, right. what do you make of that? Young
0: guy too. It's a shame. Uh, Twenty three years old. He undraftable now. I wouldn't say undraftable. Four games is a lot in fantasy. It is. It's undraftable in, in, in most leagues, uh, you know, twelve teamers that are using you know st- like standard rosters, PPR formats where you don't have a lot of depth in your roster. But anything else, I, I would still draft him in like you know last couple of rounds because when he comes back, it's not an injury. So when he True. comes back, you know he'll get right yeah, back like into Julian the mix. Julian Edelman,
2: right? Last year, right? Yeah, uh, still go- going to be well, what, Julian. After his DUI, sorry. He was suspended uh, uh, four games after his DUI. Right, Right.
0: his DUI. Um, Yeah, I mean, but Julian Edelman's a different, you know, Julian Edelman, you know, is going to be fantasy relevant, guaranteed when he comes back. This guy, you know, he had a great season last year for, you know, the amount of targets he had. 56 targets, 39 catches, 502 yards, and four touchdowns. It's pretty solid. He's a very talented tight end. Love him. So so I think, especially at tight end, it's worth taking a flyer on a guy like that now, especially now he comes at a major discount. Because he could end up being, the rest of the way once he comes back, one of the top eight, top six tight ends in in, uh, in fantasy. What's crazy, I I know the fantasy impact,
2: and I'm glad you're here to talk about that, but this hurts the Jets overall. It hurts Sam Darnold. Yeah. His development, the first four games out of the shoot, tough schedule to begin for the Jets, guys. Play the, play the uh, Patriots the first four games. Uh, play the Bills, tough game. Uh, yeah. First game of the year. Where, though? Uh, at home. They okay. play MetLife. I mean, look, that's a toss-up. I mean, they both have equal levels of talent. But without Chris Hearn, it's going to hurt Sam Darnold a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He'll
2: be all right. But, I mean, I'm just saying, like, that's a safety blanket. They have a little bit of a chemistry from right. last year.
0: And who knows, like, I mean, listen, he might be – I wouldn't say he's the best passing option, but, like, their passing options besides Herndon is not that great anyway, I yeah, don't think. I know. It's not. It's Robbie versatile. Anderson, yeah, yeah, you got Robbie who could go deep, right? He's a deep guy. You got Nunwa, who I like. I like Quincy Nunwa. I like yep. Quincy a lot. It's just that he gets hurt, uh, you know, he gets banged up because he's a, he's a rough – Type of physical player Like he catches the ball He goes Tries to get those Extra one or two yards And he'll take a hit yep. uh, But he's reliable uh, And you know You got Herndon You got Le'Veon Bell Like hey, he, yeah, he's still yeah. got Things to play got with Le'Veon
2: Bell So the first four games
0: Home for Buffalo Home for Cleveland It's not easy mm-hmm. At New
2: England By At Philadelphia Those are tough, Four tough games
0: What was week one again?
2: Uh, home for Buffalo.
0: That, they have to win Week One. Yeah, the hosting Buffalo. Yeah, because if they don't win Week One, I could, you know, I ah. honestly think New England's a loss. <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland's a loss, and Philadelphia's a loss. That's three losses. they were,
2: It's. <laughs> well, that's true.
0: So they could be 0-4. But they're
2: probably going to be 0-4 regardless of this uh, news from Chris Herndon.
0: Well, for, <laughs> right, but it, for the Jets, personally, you got to hope yeah. that they win that week one game is big. to Get that it win is. under your belt. For the it's Bills, big.
2: too. Yeah. I, I mentioned this before. Like, that uh, that can really get one of those two teams started on the right track and on a playoff track. This or not, season. right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And if you start off on the or not side, like, m- momentum's a true thing. Uh, you know, like, a team will get down. If they start off 0-4, I know the Giants a couple years ago... They had a great defense. They played good defense the first ah, few weeks, they but did. they lost close games. The defense was out of it by week four or five, and they just didn't care anymore.
2: Uh, what do you think of Darius Geis' hamstring injury? Could miss part of training camp? Mm-hmm. Didn't play last year. ACL injury?
0: Hasn't played yet. Yeah. That's Hasn't tough. played yet. Tough break. I know. Uh, and I was just talking about the Redskins on a team preview. him in
2: your fantasy rankings? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean... Um, for now. I want to see what happens. Obviously, we still got to see preseason, right? Yeah. Um, he'll be back. I think he'll be back I think in he'll, plenty of time. It's hamstring. Right? So, obviously, they're going to play it safe, but he should be back. He should be okay where his hamstring could be should be fully healed and ready to go by the start of the regular season. If he misses a couple preseason games, whatever. Yeah. But as of right now, yeah, I mean, you got to drop him a little bit because, you know, it's something to worry about. It's an injury. A guy who has injury history, especially, and a guy who hasn't really been on the field yet in the NFL. So there's a lot of question marks with him.
2: Yeah. I, I, the Redskins are going to be a tough team. I mean, and
0: that's the guy I was previewing the Redskins the other day. That's the guy I like the most yeah. in fantasy and uh, on the team, on that team. is Geist. That's the guy I want. So now you really lose a lot of options. Now you got to jump on AP. AP moves up the board.
2: Yeah, he's so Simple. old. Simple. I know. So old. I know he's productive. I know. Relax. He was
0: productive last year. He no, was. I know. I'm with you, though. Uh, you know, like my, my boy Jim Day on, on Frenzy, We you know, he, uh, he loves AP this year. He's on AP. I'm uh, not so much. Like, I'm not <laughs> no, so I'm much not, sold I'm not on either. that. Yeah, no. yeah. AP, no.
2: AP, no. Nah, nah, I'm not sold on the Redskins this year. Oh, they're, yeah, they're uh, pretty garbage. Yeah, pretty much. Dwayne Haskins has to play week one. If you're the Redskins, you draft him yeah. 15th overall, throw him in the fire. Right? You think so? Yeah, why not? Get him some reps. He's the future. Yeah. Hey, why mess around? You're not going to win a lot of games anyway this year.
0: I think... Uh, so many holes. I agree in this instance. Normally, I like a rookie quarterbacks sitting under a veteran for a while. Like like at least, you know, four or five games, yeah, I don't, I don't maybe know. the whole season if they need it. Right. Okay? Because uh, I look at Aaron Rodgers and he sat under a far for three years. Yeah, it was old school. I know, that's an old school way I of doing things. Home, sat a year. Right. It's so, funny. like, I think they need that time to, to learn the playbook and, do all, and you know, basically adjust to the NFL game. Uh, and then, you know, bring him in. But in this case, Dwayne Haskins... Like, he's the best quarterback on the team. Yeah. Case Keenum is not a veteran you sit under. Like, he's, he's that bad, and it's not like he's going to really teach much to Haskins. You know, maybe a little bit, obviously, he's a veteran quarterback, so he can teach him something. But Haskins is the better quarterback right now.
2: Yeah, you're right. Right off the jump. You're right. So he
0: should be out there playing week one. I agree. Colt McCoy, he could be your backup. I like Colt McCoy. Yeah. I think Colt McCoy's better than uh, Case Keenum. Uh, it's not crazy.
2: I mean, Casey Keenum had that outlier season, right, a couple of years ago. Uh, last right. year, he bombed away uh, with, with Denver. So, uh, uh, that's not crazy. But, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, they don't have much of anything They have, else. They have nothing. Trey Quinn. Jordan Reed's always injured. Josh uh, Doxson. Yeah. Uh, Paul Richardson. And Doxson was a high draft pick. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Redskins, what do you make of Josh Norman? Right? Yeah. What about him? Running with the Bulls. Now, if you're, you're the... He <laughs> <laughs> you really was running with the Bulls in Spain. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Jumping over them, I I, I just like really, uh, it's kind of dangerous, but good for him. But good for him. Why is he risking? Them? But uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, but good for him because he's taking a risk there. But uh, you know, because that seems like something fun.
0: That seems like it, such a dumb risk. Yeah, though. for it's him, so it, dumb. I know, I know. But you know what? He's like, ah, we're gonna suck anyway. So. Yeah, like, but what I'm saying is, people. What if I miss the year? I'm still getting people, people pissed, have you know. gotten hurt doing nothing practically. No, you're right, and, you know? and football's not fully guaranteed, so yeah, the salary. I would not do that, especially as a cornerback who's now aging, and yeah. you know his best <laughs> years are behind him. Uh, I'm right. Yeah, you're right.
2: You're right. You're right.
0: You know, he wants to make money. So that's not on your bucket list? Running, Running with, with the Bulls? The Bulls? Yeah. N- no. <laughs> Hell no. No way, but... I don't want to run with the Bulls. Why not? I don't want to jump on. out of a plane. You wouldn't do that? No, those aren't my bucket list things. Uh, I, I definitely would do that. And my bucket list things are more like traveling to different places. Yeah, that's kind of cool, but... I mean, it's standard, right? It's standard. Yeah. But specific places that I want to go to. Uh, my own personal bucket list, So you're not going you know to skydive saying? or anything? No, no. I, I don't care for that. Why? Why not? And that doesn't make me... What? Like, I have no desire. It doesn't make yeah. me feel like, oh, wow, I did that, and that was something I really wanted to do. I don't... Like, you know, some people have that desire to yeah, do that. Yeah, I do. I have that
2: desire. I want to feel that experience. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, just... I feel being you. Being scared and looking down and not being able to see uh, land. Uh, I want to I do that.
0: I'm like a... I'm and it's kind of safe because you're with a guide. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I'm very not very ambitious <laughs> when no, it comes to... Don't say that. No, no. When comes When it comes to being like, yeah. you know, want to do all this stuff. Right. Adventurous I, I'm just fine, and, yeah. you know, chilling at home, watching sports and playing video games. <laughs> there you go. I'm just fine doing that. All right. I'm happy as anyone else.
2: <laughs> uh, you can listen and hear The Closer every day right here on the Fantasy Sports Network at 1 p.m. Eastern with his boy Jim Day and George Kurtz. There he is. Thanks, man. More to do. The NFL going to an 18-game schedule, but there's a caveat to it. We'll talk about that next here on At the Window.
1: The Morning Line. If somebody can make six, seven figures being a professional esports player, somebody's going to pay you millions of dollars to play a video game on a competitive level. You are a definite professional, and I would absolutely, from a mental standpoint, because I think most of athletics twenty percent athleticism, eighty percent mental. Guys, weekdays six to seven a.m. Eastern on the FNTSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers.
4: Maurice Allen, 2015.
2: All right guys, the All-Star break is over and MLB is back. Swing for the fences is playing Daily Fantasy Baseball with DailyRoto.com. Become the 8th Daily Roto Lineup Optimizer user to win 1 million dollars in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become one of the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS. If you're playing the MLB DFS and not using Daily Roto, Roto, you're doing it all wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount, and you'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, and use the same day Daily Roto lineup optimizer that will have produced millions of dollars in DFS winnings. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Once again, use promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount. Today. Back here on At the Window on the Fantasy Sports Network. As you can see, talking football now, we got some uh, football NFL helmets out here and don't have all 32 teams. If we did, and if we had a Buffalo Bills helmet, you bet it would be up here. But uh, I like the Bears. Bears classic look, right? With that C on the side. Old school Tampa Bay Bucks and uh, the alternate um, Washington Redskins helmet, which is pretty cool too, that I like. So I uh, picked those three out. Try to switch it up every now and again. But The news that came out today, is kind of confusing, and I'm not really a fan of it, and I'll tell you the reason why. So the 18-game NFL schedule. We've heard it forever. The NFL, they would like to increase from 16 games to 18 games, but they have to negotiate this with the uh, NFL PA, Players Association. And, you know, they want something back, the PA, but this is what the NFL has proposed now. And it's all over. You you could read it um, all over uh, online, uh, any of your favorite uh, sports websites out there right now. The NFL is proposing 18 games. However, players would only be eligible. This is all NFL players on rosters would only be eligible to play in 16 of those set 18 games. So what it means is they would have to pick two games for their players to miss. So they won't reach their max. If there's an important game, the last game of the year, you want to bet. Like if you're the New England Patriots and you're hunting for a playoff spot, or hunting for home field advantage, you got to make sure Tom Brady is going to be eligible for that l- the last couple of games, uh, or else uh, there's a good likelihood you'll lose that game, or at least you won't put your best football team on the field. And that's why I have a problem with this because you want us consumers to pay and go to a game, go to a game and watch a product that's inferior to what it could be, right? I don't want to go to a Buffalo Bills, New England Patriots game and not see. Uh, my best players on the field against the New England Patriots, oh, well, they will be on the field against the New England Patriots, right? Because New England's a good team. You're going to need your your best starting lineup. But if you're the New England Patriots, that might be a game you look at and say, you know what, we can rest Tom Brady here. So already you're going into the game, if you're the other players on that team, the other, uh, the other great players uh, on that uh, football team, it might be Julian Edelman or any of the uh, offensive linemen, Shaq Mason, or whatever, you're probably playing that game, right? Because you want to mix and match your starters to make sure they're not all missing the same game. Or if they are missing all the the, the same game, you're tanking a game. You don't want that. I mean, how is that going to play out uh, with fans and and such? You want them to actually buy a ticket and sit in the stands knowing they're watching an inferior product? Uh, To me, it's crazy. In the NBA, they've struggled with this where they have uh, load management and star players will take off and pick certain games to miss. Uh, They've been criticized for it. Uh, It's worked out in the the, uh, NBA, and it's not a problem. But you could imagine that in the NFL, it would become a big problem. And so I think what they need to do is to make sure that if they go ahead and they do – if they go forward with this, they have to make sure – that, like Tom Brady, if, for instance, if he's playing and and you're going to a a game, and he's not going to probably take off a home game, uh, because that's unlikely to happen because they want to make sure that they treat their fans with the proper respect. But, uh, Buffalo Bills uh, you, or any of the easier opponents on the schedule, that's a possibility that they're going to say, all right, we're going to rest Tom Brady here. I don't know how that's going to go over with fan bases. It's crazy. Uh, I don't like it. I I think the NFL, this is just, they're just testing the waters. They want to see what the fan reaction is out there with this crazy idea of going to an 18-game schedule but only having players play uh, the uh, possible, 16, they're not going to go over 16 games just play 18 games. I mean look you took the physicality out of football. It's not as dangerous as it once was. I know that's and that's the whole reason behind this. The NFL, they're concerned with the players' health. It's hard, especially the PR battle. You're not going to win the PR battle when you're constantly um talking about how they want to make the game safer and then all right, we're going to add two more games to the NFL season. So that's that's not an easy thing uh to get past. So this is why they came up with this compromise, the NFL. I think it's not, I don't think it's going anywhere. I, I can't even believe that it's out there and, and it's a proposal, a real proposal, 18 game schedule, but players will only be responsible or eligible to play in 16 of them. Uh <laughs> What do you, I for fantasy purposes, I guess it's pretty cool because it's two more games, two more NFL games. Um, for the NFL season, right? And you could do away with the four preseason games, which are nonsense. And uh, it's fun. Football's back. And then for a quarter or for a series, you see the, the starters out there. And then it's like, all right, I, 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 you're all right. Now wake me up when the NFL season starts, right? So they milk it with, with the preseason games. And uh, way too many. You don't need four. Two is enough. So I get all that. But 18 games just have a regular 18-game schedule. The safety in, in in the the league it's it's a much safer league, especially with legislating all these new rules and protecting uh, the the football player. You, you can't tackle them high, you can't tackle them low, and we, we've seen that. Uh, they'll give out fines, they'll even eject players if, if for violent hits and, and, and everything. We've seen that at the college level. So the NFL and, and has gone to great lengths to clean up this game and to make it safer. So that is, um, I think, enough to get this 18-game schedule passed um, without compromising and having this crazy 16-game limit for players. So uh, that came out today, and it was, it was uh, kind of nuts uh, for, for me. So I really wanted to vent a little bit. And it's an excuse to uh, have these football helmets out here when I talk football. But um, back to the NBA. And I alluded to this, didn't get to it yet, and that's the Miami Heat. The rumor out there, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski was tweeting about this, the possibility that the Thunder now will ship Chris Paul and his enormous contract, three years, $124 million left on his deal to the Miami Heat uh, for draft picks, and players will have to work out um, some players as well, going back to the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, because uh, they have to make the salaries match up. And for, for the record, Chris Paul is eligible to be traded right away, so they don't have to wait, like the Carmelo Anthony, that nonsense, if you remember, he was released, and uh, they had to wait uh, a few months before they could officially release him and all that. They could, they could do that. All right. With the trade for Chris Paul, remember this, right? He's a regressing player. He's a declining in, 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 player, 34 years old. Look at the numbers. They declined last year across the board. Went from 46% shooting percentage down to 41% shooting percentage. Always an injury risk. Misses a lot of games. Missed 20 games last year. Goes to Miami Heat and you pair him with Jimmy Butler. Is that team that much better? Is it, are they competing for an NBA championship for the next two years with Jimmy Butler and Chris Paul? They'll be basically maxed out. They wouldn't be able to add any significant pieces to that core. I don't think so. What Pat Riley needs to do is wait and, for, wait and just keep Jimmy Butler, resist adding Chris Paul, because the problem becomes this. Chris Paul has three more years, and it's unlikely he's going to waive and opt out of the last year of his deal, which is an enormous contract. 2021, a big free agent class hits the market again. Kawhi Leonard get opt out in two years. He's a free agent. LeBron James, the Greek freak. And there's anorm, anorm, just look at the list. It's a great list of NBA free agents again. So every two years, we're going to have this where uh, free agency is going to take over and we're going to have all these big names possibly changing teams. So in another two years, we could have this. Durant of the world. We could have this, this talk again. So the Miami Heat would then not be in position with Chris Paul to sign any of these free agents. Now, they could work out a buyout of Chris Paul if they wanted to uh, at that point, but uh, that uh, would cost them a lot of money, and it's unlikely if Chris Paul has a $44 million uh, player option in two years. He's picking that up. <laughs> he's not, why accept a penny less? <laughs> uh, why would you? Jacoby Ellsbury, did he accept a buyout from the Yankees? Hasn't played in two years. Um, you know, he's, he's taking his money, uh, and so uh, I, don't, I think the Heat would be foolish to add Chris Paul, uh, they need to resist it right now, um, and they didn't trade for Chris Paul the, because the, the, the demand was too high. Surprisingly, though, uh, Russell Westbrook, sorry, Russell Westbrook, they didn't trade for Russell Westbrook because the demand was too high. That would have made more sense. Westbrook's 30, a little bit uh, younger. is he, He's better than Chris Paul at this point in, in his career as well, so I, I would have been more in favor of that, but I, I'm glad they resisted. Uh, build around Jimmy Butler, but the problem is Jimmy Butler's like 30 years old, and how much is he going to last with how physical he plays and the wear and tear on his his body? Uh, I don't know. The Miami Heat are in like, purgatory right now. They, it, it's it's tough to see a path for them to compete for an NBA championship in the next year or two. It really is. But the, they do have assets, and, uh, and Dragic, his expiring contract, makes like $19 million a year, so he would be flipped back uh, for Chris Paul. So they'd work out – uh, the, the contracts uh, to trade for Chris Paul if, if they did go down that route. But uh, I don't think they should. I think it would be foolish for Miami to trade for Chris Paul. But you know, Chris Paul, he's going to go somewhere. And as much as he's regressed, he's still a good player. He's still a valuable player. It'll be interesting to see where he goes now. And it, But his, his contract makes it hard for me to envision anyone uh, of the contenders trading for Chris Paul here in the next week or two before the NBA season goes into their hiatus and and then they come back in September and and start up for real the training camp. Still a lot more to do. Going to preview the Houston Texans and and talk more about the trade, the Russell Westbrook trade uh, for Chris Paul with Mike Meltzer. He does radio in Houston, 610 in Houston. He'll join me next right here on At the Window on the Fantasy Sports Network. Back here on the Fantasy Sports Network. This is At The Window. I am Sean Guasamaki. Thank you for tuning in. Still a lot more to do. I talked about the Houston Texans. We will preview the 2019 version in just a couple of minutes. But first, with my next guest, that was Radio 610 in Houston, sports talk show host. His name is Mike Meltzer. But first, Mike, I mean, the big news, we, we, we got to talk about this NBA trade. I mean, I'm sure it dominated your uh, radio show today. Russell Westbrook uh, playing for the Houston Rockins, Rockets, uh, with his old buddy James Harden. Uh, did you see that coming? I did not see that coming. I actually uh, I do
4: yoga on Thursday, just kind of you know mentally look at decompress, you. Look and do look a little uh, nice. nice,
2: yeah. Trying
4: to do you know exercise a little bit, and so I'm feeling good after yoga. <laughs> I go into my car, I check my phone, and you know those moments where you might check Twitter and you check it like somehow at the exact right moment yeah. <laughs> when something big has gone down and you're kind of like hold on a second and I'm like looking at Adrian Wojnarowski's tweet and I'm like hold on is he writing that they traded Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook. Is this the real woge? Let me triple check on that before <laughs> yeah, I comment right. on this. That's smart. That's <laughs> so, smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was kind of my, that's kind of exactly what happened with me uh, yesterday. Listen, we, we, we had talked about this as a possibility on our station Monday and Tuesday, just because of the Paul George trade. We knew Westbrook was going to be traded. It was something that obviously Harden and Westbrook have a relationship and a friendship going back a long time. So we thought, hey, you know, if this is a possibility, doesn't make sense. I didn't think it did, and now they made the trade. I'm excited about it. I am interested about it. I'm just not sure if it's like the thing that's going to put the Rockets over the top, and if it's going to be the thing that delivers Houston its first NBA title since 1995.
2: Are the Rockets better today than they were yesterday? That's the question I have. In your mind, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not okay. sure.
4: I think their yeah. I think their title window has extended, which is very important for them because with Chris Paul. I think it was going to be realistically only this year before he tailed off even more. Was Westbrook being three years younger, I think, is a big deal. I'm not sure if they're better because I just want to see what it's going to look like between Harden and Westbrook, right. what that's going to look like. Like, who sacrifices who? What do they do about Westbrook's lack of three-point shooting? I think there are more unknowns about this pairing than there were about James and Chris two years ago because both of those guys are shooters, so they can kind of play off of one another a little bit bit easier, I think.
2: Mike, Russell, Westbrook, and James Harden's relationship, I had no idea. I guess it's really good because both players, if you read, if you believe what you read these days, uh, are ecstatic about the the trade. Yeah. what what could you tell? James Harden is is he uh, really in on this trade? One hundred percent. I mean, he hasn't talked
4: this off season, but I imagine that he is a fan of it based on all the reports that once the Paul George trade went down, Harden and Westbrook, you know, they got together at least probably on the phone and talked about this, and they and they wanted this thing to happen. So I imagine that James Harden is happy about this. Uh, I, I didn't really buy into the dissension between Harden and Paul as a lot of people nationally soon to. I think, there were, I think there were issues there. I just don't think it was like a... I don't think it was any... I don't, I don't think it was the disaster it was portrayed to be. But I think what happened was once Russell Westbrook became available, I think that's what changed the calculation for the Rockets, for Harden, and for Daryl Morey on trading Chris Paul. Because if Russell Westbrook wasn't available, I think they'd be running this back with the exact same team,
2: right? And with the West uh, seemingly uh, with the Warriors breaking up, it's more wide open than it's been in the past. And I know you have the Clippers now with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and Patrick Beverly and Montrezl Harrell. They have a solid team, now, no question about it. But you got to believe that the West is is more wide open now than it has been in in a lot of in recent years. So the Rockets, did they need to make a trade and break this team up? Chris Paul, though, it, it, what, did he he regress last year? How much of a regression did you see from Chris Paul from year one to year two? I mean, uh, were it was they, a big yeah. Was it a big difference? Noticeable difference for you?
4: It was a big difference. Yeah, there's no doubt. It was a big difference because the, the, the first year I thought he was outstanding. I mean, just uh, people forget this now, of course, but he was outstanding. I, I thought he he's such a smart player. He's one of those guys who you know if you're in the bonus, he's gonna you know lean in, draw a foul, get you two extra free throws uh when other guys may not have the sense to do that you know he's a guy who especially not this past season but last year the year before he hit so many like key jumpers in the lane and those little chris paul shots that kind of like help stem the tide to seal a lot of the 65 wins that they had a year ago at this time he just didn't look like the same guy this year because especially in isolation and his and like the advanced stats uh speak to that he was really good in isolation a year ago this past season, uh, he dropped off dramatically, and I thought that's something you could clearly see in the playoffs, and especially against yeah. Golden State. Yeah. Like The Chris Paul that played in Game 6, he was terrific. He showed up. He was great. I thought he played a really good game, but the problem was they didn't have that Chris Paul for the previous five. I actually was possibly idiotically uh, optimistic. <laughs> My thought was, okay, sometimes you know a great athlete will have like, a little bit of a downturn but they'll have like one more really good or great season. I actually do think Chris Paul, wherever he plays, might be better off this season than he was last season in Houston. I was holding out hope as a possibility. But to answer your question, there was a clear drop off, no doubt about it.
2: So uh, if if that's the case, then and I I, I, I concur. I, I agree with that. I, I think there was a, a clear drop off, but. You watch every game, and you're right there in the mix, in the heart of it, so I wanted to ask you there. So I think the trade is a positive for the Houston Rockets. Now, how does it, how does the offense look with James Harden and Russell Westbrook playing in that Mike D'Antoni offense? How does that work? Russell Westbrook's not a great, great shooter, as you know. Yeah. Yes, and if
4: there's anyone who can do it, I think it's Mike D'Antoni. I think that's what they have going for him because, I mean, you can go back through – the guys who Mike D'Antoni has helped have career seasons, whether it's James Harden, whether it's Jeremy Lin, whether it's Carmelo Anthony, whether it's Steve Nash, uh, you can go up and down the line. Uh, D'Antoni's offensive resume obviously speaks for itself. So I think that what, you know, if anyone can do it, it would be Mike. My concern is you know, it's not as simple as like, hey, let's put Russell Westbrook off the ball and just kind of roll with it that way. Because again, he's not a good shooter. Yeah. So James yeah. Harden likes the floor space. And if I'm a defensive player, I'm not really threatened by Russell Westbrook moving off the ball. And so I actually do wonder, ironically, maybe a better strategy is to have Westbrook control the ball a little bit more often just because of his skills there and the fact that Harden is such a good shooter and especially just, you know, off the catch and shoot, which we haven't seen a lot from James, especially the last three years. Maybe they can do it that way. And I also think that, Westbrook, and we had former Rocket Mo Taylor on our show this morning, and he brought up a a couple of good points about how, you know, Westbrook's a guy, like, he's a tremendous rebounder. The numbers speak for, for themselves, and this guy's averaging over 10 rebounds per game. That's a big asset for them. He's a guy you can put in the low post against smaller guards and back them down. You couldn't do that with Chris Paul. And I also think what Westbrook can provide is that energy and that ferocity going up and down the court. And I think that can help out the offense's pace, which has been very slow the last couple of years. Not bad, just slow. But that's going to require James Harden to buy into playing at a quicker pace, which they haven't the last two seasons.
2: Excellent, excellent point. I, I, we have to move on to the Texans. I have to get the Houston Texans preview in. I, uh, that's what I originally had you on for. But, uh, of course, the breaking news, we've got to have to cover it. But one last, last point on uh, Russell Westbrook. James Harden's usage rate, I mean, he led the uh, NBA last year and his usage rate uh, through the, the yep. roof. It was it was close to 40%, 40%, right, of possessions were dominated by James Harden. Right? It, um, I, yes. I, I can't see Harden giving up the ball, especially – in the fourth quarter that's going to be interesting to see if Russell to your point if Westbrook handles the ball more and James Harden plays off Russell Westbrook as opposed to vice versa cuz you're right he's not much of a shooter Russell Westbrook not much of a threat so that would make more sense what you're saying but well the, i got to see
4: it first I, right? I i do think i do think the biggest advantage that Westbrook provides with the rockets is that he is the best player who James Harden will have played with and he's also a guy who, unlike Dwight Howard, unlike Chris Paul, he can actually take a major share of the load off of James Harden, especially the last three to five years, because I thought those guys were actually good here. Dwight, Chris Paul, those guys showed up. They played well in the playoffs. Nobody talks about it now, but I remember those things, yada, yada, yada. Uh, But those guys, like, they couldn't ring the bell in the regular season. Dwight Howard would miss, like, 40 games, come back to the playoffs, that sort of thing. Chris Paul, at this point in his career, is a -a 60-game-a-year sort of player. Russell Westbrook, knock on wood, has been a very durable guy. So people here get nervous about the usage rate and the minutes and just how, how much of the offensive load that James Harden has carried for this team. Russell Westbrook, I don't know how it will work on the basketball card, but from, from this standpoint, from this perspective, Russell Westbrook is one of the very few guys who can legitimately shoulder a lot of that load that's been wearing down on James Harden the last five
2: years. All right, we'll leave it there. It uh, should be a lot of fun. I uh, can't wait for the season to start. Uh, NBA season. I mean, it's been a really a nonstop uh, action uh, in this NBA free agency period, so I really love that. But uh, let's talk Houston Texans. Eleven and five last year. The FanDuel Sportsbook has their win total at eight and a half, so they're expecting a dip there. Let's talk Deshaun Watson. Uh, offensive line. Offensively first, uh, Mike. What do you see uh, from uh, the Houston Texans this season?
4: The big thing is this: they have to have their wide receivers healthy. And by their receivers, I mean specifically Will Fuller and Kiki QT. I said this week on my show, I believe if those two guys stay healthy, and Hopkins has been very durable, that I think the Texans have the best trio of receivers in the NFL. I don't know how many, how many people are talking about that nationally, but I believe that. Now, Fuller's coming off a torn ACL, but last year was his best season. Durability's been a major question for him. Right. I can't realistically expect him to play 16 games. So when he's on the field... I mean he is one of the fastest guys they have, and he has a special connection with Deshaun Watson. Kiki QC did not play a lot last season, but in the games that he played, that dude was a vacuum cleaner when it comes when it came to catches from the slot. I think those receivers are dynamic, dangerous, and I think they complement each other exceptionally well. The big question obviously is going to be the offensive line, and we're going to see because training camp begins in 13 days, what it's going to look like because They brought in Matt Khalil, who's a veteran, who's been a big disappointment and injury-prone the last couple of years. Is he going to be the left tackle? Is it going to be Julian Davenport, who was the left tackle most of last season? Maybe. Is it going to be Titus Howard, who they took in the first round? I think that's also a possibility. I do think they have more talent on the interior of the offensive line, like left guard, center, right guard. But the tackle positions are going to be a big question for this team. They've got more options than they had the last couple seasons. It should be better, but I don't know if it's going to be average. All I want is for the offensive line to be average. If you can give me that, I think they would be in phenomenal shape.
2: Well, if they're average in uh, pro football focus, they really were off. They they ranked them 31st, second last, second last uh, uh, projected starting uh, lineup, though they have uh, Davenport at left tackle, not Khalil just uh, down there. So uh, maybe Khalil... Will improve that ranking, but thirty first, so uh, they have a lot to do there. That should worry you if you, Sean Watson, owner. I mean, you don't want want him taking too many hits. Of talking fantasy of football here, but uh, all right, let, let's check defensively. What do you what do you see from the Texans defensively? We know J.J. Watt, uh, one of the best defensive ends in pro football, if not defensive players. Who else do they have uh, surrounding J.J. Watt?
4: So you've got the Clowney franchise tag situation. Uh, nobody here expects Clowney to get a long term deal by Monday. That's the deadline. So he'll miss most of training camp, and he will show, I'm guessing, a week or two before the season. We'll see exactly how football-ready he is in. All the reports say that Clowney's in great shape, but obviously the difference between football shape right. and, and regular guy, really good shape, right? Uh, Whitney Merciless is in the last year of his contract. I think that he should have a better year statistically than last season. My big question, guys, is uh, the cornerback spot. I like the safeties. I was actually fine with swapping out Tyron Matthew for Tashawn Gibson. I think that made sense, especially paying Gibson a lot less money. But the cornerback spot to me is one of the most questionable position units on any team in the NFL. You've got a 35-year-old guy in Jonathan Joseph who, you know, beats Father Time, but he's lost a step or two. You've got Bradley Roby, who's here on a one-year deal, who was highly inconsistent in Denver. They took a second-round pick in Lonnie Johnson from Kentucky, a guy who I don't think is going to be ready at all to play. Uh, especially this season. He's more of like a projection, a, a height, size, speed sort of guy. Aaron Colvin is their slot cornerback, and he was a big disappointment as a free agency signing last year. Okay. They say it's because of health. I hope that's the case, but he needs to bounce back. I think this cornerback group is going to be a big issue unless Bradley Roby plays well, unless one of the young guys steps up, or the pass rush is just that dominant. Got about 20 I, seconds so... Yep, real yes. quick. I, no issues. No issues with the front seven. Cornerback terrifies me. You think they get over the number
2: eight and a half? You think they win the division real quick? I don't. I would go with eight wins right now. Great stuff. Mike Meltzer, sorry you ran out of time. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. All right, there he is. Mike Meltzer. Watch him. Listen to him. 610 in use in Mornings. Where...
3: Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing daily fantasy baseball. Become the eighth DailyRoto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today.
1: Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212 299 5170 to book now. That's 212 299 5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to maidsailors.com.
3: That's maidsailors.com.
2: Well, wrapping things up here on the Fantasy Sports Network. Thanks for tuning in. I am Sean Fasamachia. Wimbledon! Men's Hey guys, are we, are we on? I can't I can't hear myself. All right, there we go. Here we go. Thank you. All right, got, got the mic situated uh correctly here now. All right, men's Wimbledon, uh Jovek, Nokovic, uh, Djokovic up against Roger Federer. That is the final. Nadal goes down to Federer in the semifinals at uh, Wimbledon. So now we have the matchup in the final. So Djokovic is favored at minus 180, plus 156 for Federer. These two are the greatest in the generation, even more so than Nadal. Nadal is a clay uh, court uh, champion, 12 grand slams on the clay court. That's where he dominated, and he's been great elsewhere as well. But it's Djokovic and it's Federer. Federer has 20 grand slams, Federer uh, Djokovic going for his 16th. So those two guys have the hardware. This is the final. I, I, I don't think there's any way Federer beats Djokovic. Djokovic, he's younger, has a fresher legs. Uh, it's it's going to be tough for, for Federer, 37 years old right now. He would be the oldest ever to win a Grand Slam, on the men's side at least. Um, yeah, It should be thrilling. As for the ladies' side, and talking about Serena Williams, she's also 37 years old. Minus one ninety against Simona Halep. Uh, Simona Halep plus one fifty six. Halep one and nine career against Serena Williams. Serena's taking that. That's easy money. Minus one ninety now. Serena Williams. I'm taking Serena in that one all day. And I'm gonna go with I'm going chalk. Going Djokovic minus one eighty against Federer. That should be fun. That's coming up this weekend. Elsewhere though, the Texans wrapping that up. Eight and a half wins. Win total on FanDuel Sportsbook i got to bet the under, too. Mike Meltzer broke it down there. Offensive line stinks. A lot of question marks with the secondary, with the cornerbacks, and what have you. So that scares me when he just described that. And Clowney holding out until training camp. How much is he going to play this year? I mean, the effort is what I'm talking about. Where is the effort going to be there in his last year of his deal Is unless he gets a new deal? We'll see what happens there. So uh, good to go under, but the offense should be great with to, DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to put up great numbers, of course. Watkins is going to put up great numbers there. Uh, Watson, sorry, he's going to put up great numbers there. Deshaun Watson, don't worry about that. Wolf Lula will put up great numbers, too, if he stays healthy, as Mike Meltzer just alluded to that, but under 8.5 wins in that division. That'll do it here for At the Window here on a lovely Friday afternoon in New York City. I'm Sean Guastamac. You want to thank my guest, Mike Meltzer, and, of course, the closer, Chris Ventra. Until next Monday. That'll do it for me. See you later from Studio 34.